0: I'm going to break your heart with
1: Welcome back to Movies for Life. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Kuiper.
2: And I'm your other co-host, Michelle Agan.
1: All right. And uh, it's November. We're getting ready here in the States, at least, for some Thanksgiving and some food. So today, that's the theme of our show. We're taking a look at a couple of movies that deal with food in different kinds of ways and, <laughs> you know, how how food brings us together, how f- food, uh, I don't know. The
2: preparation of food, yeah. the appreciation of food, yeah. the, how it brings you together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of. Absolutely. Yeah. And so these two movies couldn't be more different as far as energy, as far as just sort of overall feeling, I think, of focus even. But I think they're both are fantastic. I really like both of these movies so yeah. much. So I've brought from 1987, Gabriel Axel's Babette's Feast.
2: And I brought from 1985, uh, my favorite discovery of the last year, Tampopo by uh, Juzo Itami. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Is that right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, um, we're going to start with Babette's Feast. Now, another thing is both of these are... Foreign language films, you know, international movies. Uh, so that that's, we
2: haven't had a ton, but no, I'm always happy to bring more. Yeah, to the show.
1: Yeah, this is the first time where they've both been international films. Yeah, uh, which is kind of fun. So, Babette's Feast. This was a movie that came to me uh, while I was working. I was still working at a church, and I had a, a. There was a pastor who was brought on, who was kind of a movie guy too. But he liked, you know, more than just what was sort of the big name stuff that everyone talks about. And he mentioned this movie to me. And he said, yeah, every Thanksgiving we watch Babette's Feast. It's really lovely movie. I'm like, okay. And it's like, I've heard of it. I, you know, so I checked it out. And I was just kind of instantly taken with it. And we had Thanksgiving at our house that year. And mm-hmm. so I, I sort of insisted that we all that we get enough place settings for everyone who was coming and set us all at tables in the house and and that we all eat together instead of you know just grabbing whatever we're eating and sit on the couch in front of the TV. And it was just a thing that year. Uh, but there's something I think this movie captures so well is the sort of community that's developed over, food you know overeating together mm-hmm, and absolutely. having this lovely time it's also kind of a a critique i guess of of a certain brand of of christianity that <laughs> says you should shun the uh, the senses i guess you know and pleasures and things like that and and i like that it's a critique on that so it's it's interesting to me and for a lot of reasons and so I don't know i that's I guess because <laughs> those things sort of touched me, I wasn't and are sort of personal to me. I wasn't actually sure you'd be into this one, but I'm glad to see that you were yeah. you
2: sh- you should know me better than that by now, come on well, sure. <laughs> you've been talking this up for like ever since we started talking about like what movies we would want to talk about, I think, yeah.
1: This was one I brought up early on.
2: You're like, we should do food movies. And you were like, and I want to talk about Babette's Feast. Like, immediately, I remember. Yeah, but, and I had heard of this, too, but didn't really know what it was, really, or what it was about, or what kind of uh, feeling it had. And I just found it when I was watching it. It was just, like you said, yeah, it was just a very lovely, sweet story. And by the end, I just kind of had that very, like, warm and kind of fuzzy feeling (laughs) about it. I was like, oh, that was... That was just a really nice movie, you know.
1: Yeah,
2: I like the movies that have that kind of feeling to them.
1: The more I see this as well, I, I find it funnier every time I watch it. I, I I'm sort of affected by the various uh, interactions, you know, like uh, that. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it more in depth when we get to them. But um, I I think it's just fascinating. Okay, so this was based on a short story. Well, sort of a short novel. It's it's not it's not very long, but it's of some substance. And this movie follows this novella pretty closely. It's by Karen Blixen, who wrote under the pseudonym Isaac Denison. And so the setting's a little different. It takes place in Denmark instead of Sweden, but it's basically the same thing through and through. And and that is, there are these two older women, Martine and Philippa, who were named after Martin Luther <laughs> and his friend Philip. Mm-hmm. I don't even... I haven't even heard of this person. And I grew up Lutheran. <laughs> so, but... I say, like, I knew Martin Luther. Yeah. I was like, I don't know this other dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Philip Melanchthon. I'm not sure if I'm saying that name even close to correctly. So, the, they're the daughters of this guy who started sort of this Christian sect in the area. You know, it's a small town, right? It's it's the Juntland, um, I believe. And it's just very small little area. Most of the by this time, most of the residents are elderly. But these mm-hmm. two women, you know, continue to bring. They like knit socks, <laughs> and and they bring food uh, to you know yeah. the elderly guys, especially in the neighborhood in the area there. Uh, and they just always provide. And they also happen to have this French maid named Babette now and then it goes into a flashback of how this all came about <laughs> and right. so i mean the story itself is is it feels like i said i use the word parable to describe it because it's it's sort of like there were once were two sisters and you know it <laughs> has that kind of a feeling yeah. to it but it's very engaging it's it moves <gasps> but very what, quickly why do they need a f- yeah <laughs> yeah exactly why do they need why do they the need french this french maid?
2: maid in this tiny little village well i'll tell you the story yeah
1: yeah and so they show them as young woman they, women they were very beautiful um redheads i might add um <laughs> those kind of strawberry blonde that just has been an Not ongoing quite, theme close It's <laughs> been this ongoing theme uh throughout the last few <laughs> movies that we've talked about isn't it and, but anyway, they're, they're considered sort of like the most sort of sought after <laughs> women in the village. And, you know, the guys, yeah. the guys come to church just so they can see Just them. to see them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And one of them, um, Martine, is, is, is very lovely. And then, um, and then her sister, uh, Philippa, is a wonderful singer as well. And so, she's a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Yeah and you can kind of hear her voice drifting out from the church and everything it's kind of cool mm-hmm. but then we we discover this one there's a there's an, an a young officer uh Lawrence loeheim <laughs> I'm not going to say any <laughs> of the any Lohenheim. of the names correct yeah Loenheim or something like that but he's a bit of a slacker uh he's a gambler he's in debt uh he's sent off to live with his aunt um, who is a <laughs> member of this
2: Before- Church. before they introduced when they they mentioned the guy's name but like before they introduced like who he actually was they're like in the this room with all the other officers and stuff like I was like oh shit I hope it's that guy because the guy that he talks to is like really hot and then it was was like no Lawrence is actually the guy with the mustache I was like that's okay (laughs) his friend is really hot though I haven't said something like that in a while so you you have that's true true. (laughs) bringing that back to the podcast
1: well you know he's a bit of a slacker but he will eventually cut a fine <laughs> figure right i mean but that is so it's a, I'm, I'm just sort of getting some of this plot set up out of the way just so we can talk well, there's about like, yeah it there's goes, like little you know?
2: seeds that like come together yeah. at the end that you gotta that's the uh, thing is, is it's, it's
1: so beautifully weaves it all together in this way mm-hmm. that is just you need all, everything that's sort of this backstory to get to where you're going every moment of this yeah. movie is necessary there's really not an ounce of fat on the story
2: while while I was watching it, I was like, OK, so this guy just like comes in and then he just pieces out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. What does this have to like, do with the, anything? What the, yeah. What was what was the point of him? What does this have to do? And then and he, I was like, OK, he's probably going to show up later. I bet. I was right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So he 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 uh, falls in love with Martine and Martine clearly also i mean in her own stoic way falls in love with him i know right? it's like
2: she's not very like passionate like i understand why he didn't really get much from her she's not that much about like expressing her passion i guess he, he's not <laughs> Is that, like from what they're learning from the little, their dad's church or something yeah i like think you're talking that's... about
1: mm-hmm yeah. I okay. mean, he, he just, he's just not into this at all, <laughs> all right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when there's, when they're sitting at, at the, at the, having the little scripture study in their home and he's just like, no, nope, I gotta go. <laughs> and, and he just leaves, but then he vows, you know, he says, he leaves, says, I'll never see you again. But, you know, he vows to be the best officer he can be and, uh, to be important and wow. to, cut a magnificent figure and he marries this woman who uh for so he can get to know royalty which he does and all these kinds of things and then yeah and then that goes off
2: and showing the juxtaposition between like he maybe he could have been happier in this um you know it's a little village there's muddy you know Mm
0: -hmm.
2: mud around the houses and everything really small like houses where they live and everything's really close together and everybody knows each other and like when they show him you know his um doing his thing like with his new his new wife and all the officers and it's like very lavish you know room Mm -hmm. with um lavish costumes on everybody and it's like well which what's really better like could you have had true love with her or he says specifically that he wants to work toward more towards his career yeah and it's like well you gave that gave that up for your career
1: really well yeah <sighs> so. and I, and, that, and that's sort of the when we come full circle with it all yeah. i mean that's what makes not, it so that's powerful <laughs> that he yeah. wasn't happy yeah yeah um and then then you know there's another famous person who comes to town Achille Papin, an opera singer you know he just wants to uh, while he's, he's famous, he, but he wants a little bit of solitude. So he visits this town yeah. and he, he's getting, getting the feeling like, you know, life is passing him by. And he's not that like like what 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 does it all matter you know he's kind of mm-hmm. becoming middle aged oh my he, god the scene
2: of him though is he's like sitting on the the cliff, cliff he's like, yeah. kind of like contemplating things and I was just looking I was like that's freaking gorgeous I know, It's <laughs> like the setting isn't of it? where they are is incredible
1: yeah and, and that's the thing this this film is really beautifully shot even though the palette so much of it is sort of like brown it's and very grue- dreary gray yeah. it's still captures a an odd beauty somehow with it all Mm -hmm. um especially when they're outside when you see certain shots of nature you know her standing uh babette standing by the sea later on and you see you know the sunset in a couple of spots it's just like and the stars at the end and everything It really is magnificent. It really captures, it's sort of perfectly shot for the story that they're telling, you know. But then he hears, you know, in that moment while he's sitting on the cliff and he hears hears him singing in the church and he goes over and just hears Philippa just singing this hymn and is just sort of entranced by it all. You know, he believes he can make her a star, and uh, (laughs) he finds his new purpose and everything. And uh, clearly, is also attracted to her, right?
2: Well, that's fair. Yeah, (laughs) Um,
1: but she does not feel the same way. Uh, (laughs) um, She's they both are just just they they both just feel nervous around men though i think martine was much more open to the possibility of of having a relationship that lasted years with with lauren's but i i really don't get that feeling between philippa and and he's a
2: he's too much for them he's mm-hmm. they're like th- like you said they're very stoic and they're just like very um i don't know they're just very chill and like he's he's too much he's too big of a personality they would have he's, clashed he, like so
1: he, absolutely absolutely
2: well the thing is that i can i can totally see why she was turned off by him
1: and the piece of music that they're singing is actually really smartly chosen because it's from don giovanni and the reason i know this is because i sang this piece as a duet with a friend of mine in my for my college uh you know senior recital okay so what it is is a seduction between don giovanni or don juan and zarina and zarina's like I don't think so. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and it's just, it's that kind of thing. You know, it, it's a seduction. I was
2: reading the lyrics. So I was like, yeah, this is absolutely, uh, yeah, this goes along with exactly what's going on right here. It's yeah.
1: Exactly what's going on. And, you know, he, he, he's he's just like... At the end of that scene, he thinks, you know, we've made this great connection, this great breakthrough. And she's like, I don't want to take singing lessons anymore.
2: I knew that. I absolutely <laughs> knew that was coming, though. I was like, oh, about the next scene is going to be like, you know what? I think I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't exactly. smile once. Mm-mm. Okay. Like, you got to, if you're trying that on a woman, you got to uh, pick up on those clues there, pick, pick dudes. Pick the okay? a little bit, Yeah. <laughs> Pick up on the cues. Um, uh, she didn't smile. She didn't reciprocate anything.
1: No. <laughs> she wasn't into it.
2: Dude. Sorry,
1: dude. But there, there are these little touches in this too that are that are sort of funny because, like, um, her father delivers the note to him, uh. and he just walks away, and he just laughs. He just, <laughs> he just. <laughs> I know. It's so <laughs> it's scenes like that that are strangely funny about this movie. There's a lot of things. That I find the more I watch this, that this movie really does have a sense of humor to it, and it doesn't seem like it does at first. Because uh, you said you're when I said I thought this movie was really funny, you were like, I uh, really <laughs> didn't catch that at all, and I thought, <laughs> well, I, I understand though because I got a couple seem... instances like that. But sure, sure, because it doesn't seem like it should be a funny movie, and you know, by and large, it's a serious movie, but. But there's a lightheartedness to it, I think. Yeah. It's it's a very warm blanket movie to me. It 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 really sort of captures sort of a a, a cozy, homely feeling ultimately, I think for me. That not every movie it doesn't happen for me a lot where I get it, I I've described it sometimes where it's like I feel like I'm breathing in deeply for the first time. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It just has this like sort it. of oh. sense to it um and i just love that and and then it you know it just cuts to you know many years well, back- later go ahead go ahead go ahead
2: sorry but just back with that scene with um like you were just saying about their father what i kind of liked about that is that at first it kind of seems like he's a little too overprotective of them or whatever and like or doesn't like allow them to to go out and do stuff that's kind of the sense i was getting from it and then like when that happened it's like, oh no! Like he's really proud of like the girls that he's raised and like you know what they've become. Yeah. I like oh, that. He, I like that little moment.
1: He definitely is. I think there's also a sense with this that their father is not as rigid and puritanical yeah. as as that's, the people th- yeah, seemed as his followers seem to think. You know,
2: but the, that's yeah, That's the sense that I was getting at first, and then I was like, well, maybe that's not yeah. so much what's going on. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> maybe think, he's a little bit looser than that. I like. Yeah, that. Yeah,
1: and I, I think that's that's actually sort of you know a sense of you know Christianity as a whole. I mean, there's this sense of oh, Jesus being ultimately so pious and thing. Okay, Jesus was hanging about around with a bunch of guys in the desert eating fish and drinking wine. The guy, <laughs> the guy knew how to party. Okay. <laughs> So, um, I, I think that's part of the point of the movie, to be honest. I mean, just sort of this misinterpretation of of what the faith is about in the first place, you know, and i mm-hmm. I think that the 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 daughters really do, you know, through their good works, you know, they provide for the people in the in in their village, but at the same time, they don't really know how to cook. <laughs> they don't really know oh, God. Uh, how yeah. <laughs> how to do all these things. So so it's 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 wonderful the change that happens when they show when Babette sh- arrives, right? Because mm-hmm. okay, so it as it happens Babette many years later shows up at their door and in the in a rainstorm, that scene is incredibly shot. I mean, it's just where she's just her her cloak is billowing in the rain. It's like the stranger comes to town moment, and mm-hmm. she hands this letter. She Babette only speaks French, and they only speak Dutch, right? So there's the language barrier, and they're they're trying to read this letter, and and she, I, I think I get the sense that Martine speaks enough French that she's able to to yeah. read it, um. But it's from Achille, and he said, you know this is babette her husband and son were shot during the french civil war so this is this is like 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 Les Miserables. you know there are those periods of time when like the aristocrats were just sort of at multiple times you know these sort of mini mini revolutions that happened throughout the 1800s right where the bourgeoisie or the aristocracy were again sort of um risen up against and sometimes killed you know in these wars right um so babette now has nothing she the on, the only thing that she has is is the clothes that she's wearing essentially she had to flee and they say you know we this whole thing where they say you know we're sorry we we can't afford a housekeeper of such experience and she says well if you don't hire me I'm just going to die because I need to work for Akhil's friends, or or and I I'll do it for free, you know. So it's it's this sense. Okay, there's also
2: she has different experience we find out (laughs) we do just being a housekeeper exactly (laughs) and but but this
1: is all kept secret from them until the end and i and i think that's beautifully done it's kind of an o henry story right you know gift of the magi comes to mind when i think of this the gift of the magi is where um she has long hair and he has this beautiful gold watch with no chain and she sells her hair to buy him a watch chain and he sells his watch to buy her combs for her hair. You know, it's it's that it's that kind of a thing a yeah. little bit, you know, of what's going on. But I think there's an interesting thing that starts here is that the sisters think they're making a sacrifice when they are actually the one who, ones who are being shown a generosity, you know. Mm-hmm. That happens multiple times. And I think that's really kind of an interesting thing that comes up over and over in this. So obviously they take her on. I I love the scenes where they where they're showing her how to cook like the bread and they're making the most
2: disgusting looking stuff <laughs> ever
1: it's so funny after you know the ending after i know, you know what, happens, that's what i'm
2: thinking of now
1: because because when the babette takes a bite of the of the bread and ale soup and the look on her face is just yeah. like it's so subtle the way it's played <laughs> but it's but it's hilarious after you've seen it a few times yeah uh,
2: no that's true what i always kind of like um about because this takes place in the 18th century 19th century it's 19th century, so late, late right? it's like yeah. it's like late 18,
1: 1800s yeah late 1800s what yeah. i was
2: kind of like a, about this stuff though is even when they're making something as gross as <laughs> ale and bread pudding is just um just watching people cook even that kind of stuff yeah. in this time like when we're so used to like the conveniences of stuff now like when you have to literally make everything from scratch and like mm-hmm. even yeah, I think part of you know what both of these movies are about is about you know the like I said I was saying the preparation and appreciation of food like even that like even if it's something that that is not really a delicacy like what we see Babette make later on, mm-hmm. it's still coming from your own hands and your own work yeah. and there's some pride and you know to be taken in that too.
1: Yeah, because I mean obviously they had to bake the bread and and make the sure, ale yeah. and they had to. Um, and they're drying the fish out on the outside mm-hmm. and they're lighting the fires to cook, you know, and everything as well.
2: Oh, yeah, um, all that stuff. Like, all that stuff I wouldn't have any idea, like, if you gave me, like, an a whole fish. Like, I wouldn't have any idea to do with it. But, you know, I like, know. people that do, <laughs> it's just, it's incredible to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's funny, you know, again, also knowing the ending, how they're explaining so carefully how to cut the fish. <laughs> And everything. <laughs>
2: she's being like so sweet and polite and they're yeah. like te- trying to teach her like Dutch words, mm-hmm. you know. And, and she's <laughs> learning quickly. And she's 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 trying to learn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's trying to do it their way at first, she which is. I kinda like. like she doesn't she doesn't come in and just be like, No, no, no. She does try to do things their way and like their lifestyle she l- tries to learn and then, yeah, uh, she's kinda, trying and to then i like it i like it better that. yeah but i like it better like i think it, it kind of picks up a little bit more when she's getting a little more comfortable even though she's I love be- it doesn't happen until she's been there like 14 years
1: <laughs> but i mean obviously 14 years i mean they show they show that's a lot of time Patch, there's a lot they don't show as far as the yeah. gradual <laughs> um evolution of of how she interacts with uh, I I love how she she's haggling with the guy at the fish. Yes, uh, that's the best scene. <laughs> it's so good, and then you know she's haggling prices, and she's saying these two these are worth thirty, and she says oh, 40, 40. It's like he's like you're robbing me blind. It's like that was rancid. This is thirty, <laughs> you know. And it was <laughs> I love that, and and or and you know she takes the little you know she takes a couple of herbs off the um you know that she has, and she puts them into the soup. And just little things like that—they're just these hints of what's coming. And and she walks into the market, and she says, "You know, it's like I'd like some bacon." Um. Oh, and the last one you gave me was rancid. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> and he's like, uh, she's completely enchanted the entire town too. You know exactly. They, yeah. They they, they all saying. are have completely taken to her. It seems to me by this point.
2: Yeah. It's like she's bringing some kind of new life yeah. in, into this place, into the people. And even in that, uh, I don't know if it's the same one or a different part, when she goes into the market and is just, like, being so charming and, you know, getting things and then just kind of walks out without paying. Yep, And... <laughs> The the one guy is like, well, I mean, that's about it. Sorry, yep. <laughs> like you, you are on your toes. Is what kind of what the the vibe seems to be from the people about exactly. her. But like that's just how she funny. is. You got to be on your toes with her. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, And like it's that. very funny stuff. And that's it's it's during that when she's she mentions her only uh link to Paris uh, anymore to her homeland at all they ask her if she misses France and she says oh, the only thing I mi- th- that links me there is that I have a lottery ticket that is renewed by a faithful friend every year so you know that's setting up something but uh, it's true <laughs> you know, so that's the one thing she has and then it intercuts it by showing the fact that you know this little sect that still meets uh, with with the sisters is it's
2: like 10 people
1: yeah, it's like 10 people. It's gone that, I think. very small. They don't even have enough for to meet in the church anymore. They,
2: they just meet around the table.
1: Just meet around the table. They're all very old. Uh, they have all these arguments like, you know, you cheated me over this. You were jealous. It's like, do you think, you know, we've been married for... With it, that one couple that's been married for 50 years, but they got married in the first place because he had an affair with her or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, God forgive us for that. And it's like...
2: That's right, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, it's just, it's just some of these sorts of things that are just kind of like funny.
2: The, I, I didn't catch... I didn't catch her name, but the the one older lady that was, she just was so good at her facial expressions. Like with the other older lady that she was being kind of contentious with, she was just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I wish I, I, wish I caught her name. I loved her. I, she was my I, favorite. I love
1: the lady that kind of blinks really hard. You know, she like blinks like really forcefully at the end she's the one who takes the sip of the water and kind of goes "Uh," and then picks up the wine that's her yeah (laughs) yeah, i love her that's the same
2: lady yeah she's great i love
1: her (laughs) she's so good um and and i love you know she has great facial expressions yeah even Mm -hmm. if you don't uh, catch all the names of everybody there's like there's like christopher the guy who always says hallelujah that's like the only thing he ever says it's hallelujah and it's uh it's it's really funny the way that I do, I guess uh, that <laughs> goes yeah and we find out uh you know the the sisters say you know coming soon is you know the 100th anniversary of our father's birth and we want to have a small celebration and where we aren't all fighting essentially you know can we just have a peaceful <laughs> yeah. supper together where we're I- enjoying each other's company essentially is what they're saying and um like I said, every every little thing in this movie just adds up. It points to where this movie's going, and uh, it's all important. And that's one of the things I really like about it is that it's just this perfectly structured script. It seems to me, and just the way the story's mm-hmm. told, it just goes straight through to what it's getting at. Um, then you know, we find out we get this letter from France for Be- uh, for Babette and she has won the won lottery the lottery 10000 francs so the assumption of course immediately is, you know, we're going to lose her, you know, she's going to go back to France yep. and, and, uh, we won't see her again. And, and which is, you know, here's the thing. Everyone in the town loves her. The the sisters love her. They actually have more money coming in now, like in offerings and stuff yeah. to help sustain their ministry than they did before, you know, even though they have this third person, uh, who is, and you know, it's, it's, Babette is working technically for free, but she's living in, in a home. You know, in in, in part yeah. of you know, she's getting shelter from them. She's getting food from them. I mean, it's it's not completely one sided or anything like that. And I, I think there's certainly a great deal of kindness that. Um, oh, absolutely. These, that these they all two love women, each other. Are, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's clear in this scene, you know how heartbreaking they would be to lose her. Not because they'd be losing a worker, but because they'd be losing
2: oh, exactly her.
1: You know, they they really they're adore not those her. kind of people at all. Yeah, no, no,
2: they they would absolutely miss her so much. Like I said, because yeah. she's brought in like so much life into yeah. this place that looks uh, so dreary and stuff. It kind of doesn't look as much like that. I think after she arrives, yeah. I I kind of got the feeling that it changed a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's also, I like the scene after she wins the lottery where you have moments of Babette just alone, sort of deciding what she's going to do. And they show them, you know, counting up all the money and putting it in the box together and everything. And she says what she really wants to do is to prepare for them a real French dinner for this celebration of their father and she insists on paying for it herself. And again, this is that whole thing where they think they are showing the generosity when actually they are being given a generosity Mm -hmm. um, where they say, no, we can't let you do that. And she said, Babette says, have I ever asked you for anything? You know, I mean, you know what I mean by that? Where it's, it's, it really is sort of this twist on that. And she says, I've never asked you for anything, and I just want to do this, and I want to pay for it myself. And they're like, well, that's true, Babette. Okay, we'll we'll let you do that. (laughs) <laughs> they don't yeah. even realize how generous um it's about that who right. is being not them
2: well and because they like her so much i mean mm. and that she's worked for them and lived with them for so long for free like they i bet they kind of feel like she deserves this and they don't want to take her money that she's no, won and that she can now she can go on and like have a maybe even a better life than they've been able to provide for her you know like that that's probably what they're thinking too is,
1: is yeah. what i thought absolutely i think so too
2: even though i kind of uh, by the end i kind of had a feeling of like where that part of the story was going to <laughs> you,
1: you can kind of see where it's going by yeah. here but but you know hey that that's that's okay i mean it's once the, the all the, the
2: ingredients started coming in i was like I have a feeling about yeah. something. <laughs> yeah.
1: this is it's not a big like it's a it's an amazing twist ending. That's not what we're getting at as far no. as I know. <laughs> by even calling it an O Henry twist makes it sound like it's this big revelation. It's really not. It happens really quietly and it happens throughout yeah. sort of the and whole do- ending section.
2: And when it does you're just kind of like, yep. That, sound, yep. that sounds right. <laughs>
1: exactly. Because, you you know, if you're paying attention, you're with it. Yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, You know, so I love the part where Babette takes a few days off to prep. And Oh, my um, God. That's
2: like one of the best little moments. <laughs> you know, about like the guy that's waiting for the food because the, the sisters are, are late getting the food to the, yeah. the people. And the guy's just like sitting there at the table with his spoon like. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> where he, is it? And, he and then he gets
2: it. And like, it's not as good because Babette didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> It, Poor just, guy.
1: It's so funny.
2: That was a cute little moment. I like that guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, again, I mean, those are the kinds of funny moments that I that I think this movie really has all the way through. Um, that I think are really, really kind of hilarious. Like, like Martine's dream <laughs> after the ingredients arrive. I think is really funny that she's so freaked out by the whole thing. But, uh, but what was her dream? Again? That okay? Well, first, you know, she Martine. You know, Philippe, Philip, huh, Philip. Philippa, sorry. Say again. <laughs> Philippa uh, comes and says, you know, Martine, I'm very worried about this, you know, when they see all the ingredients come in, and there's mm-hmm. a there's a turtle, a living sea turtle, and there's a love that, turtles. <laughs> cage full of quail. There's they have like four people and, and a wagon, you know, to carry all this stuff into their little home, right? Mm. And uh, you know, everyone just watching this, like this crazy procession that's coming down the street. They're like.
2: It's like a huge block wine. of ice. Yeah. Too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then all the wine and everything. However many bottles that they bring in, it's pretty incredible. I didn't but,
2: get. Okay. Now, th- since you said ahead. that about. I, I can't say it the right way. Now, you said that they were thing with them, um, the whatever section of the church that they, they created or their father created was the, about like not indulging and that kind of stuff okay yeah that kind of makes that makes more sense like why they were so i thought they were just like freaked out because the food looked weird but they thought it would be a little too indulgent probably right too extravagant yeah okay yeah that makes more sense
1: because i mean her dream is you know she sees the what the cow's head because there's a cow's head in there too for the stock that she makes, and and then and then you know she the turtle going in her dream. There's just fire and everything. Oh, and yeah, she's, yeah. she's she's like <laughs> okay, yeah, she's I like, okay. <laughs> and, and she says something like, "We've exposed ourselves to forces that might bring evil upon us." That's <laughs> right. what. That's said. right. Okay. <laughs> what she said, and I think that's so, well. I think that's so funny because I mean, okay. So much of the time, and there's a sense, you know, that religion is about depriving yourselves of things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's really not the case. I mean, God, if you believe in God, God, in fact, created the palate, the senses, the ability to taste, the ability for people who are gifted with preparing food to make it in yeah. a way that that enhances all those things. I mean, food was created for us to enjoy, you know, I mean, not merely a, could the fact that we can enjoy it, you know, and it's not just a purely utilitarian thing for survival, you know, I, I think is is one of the important things that this story that this story is trying to tell is saying you know pleasure of life is not something that god tells you to deprive yourself of i really think that's what the story is kind of about at its core and it especially comes through in the general uh in lauren's final speech and we'll get to that in a, in a little bit so the, but after that you know this this moment where they says you know we've exposed ourselves to these forces that could bring evil upon us so we will you know not say a single word about the food and the drink you know this will be i can't remember what exactly they say i was like We've lost our sense of taste, um, is, is what they all kind of yeah. go into this thinking and, and and what's ironic, I love this too. They keep singing this song, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Um, and it talks about God giving good gifts to his children. And because the 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 words from it come from where Jesus says, even you who are evil, you know, that's the words that are used, will give good gifts to your children. You know, if your son asks for an egg, you're not going to give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, you're not going to give him a serpent. So how much more would God give you good gifts then is what Jesus is saying in that. And they're essentially ignoring (laughs) that the words to their very song is talking about the kinds of pleasures that they could be getting uh, as a gift from God. And it's just kind of an irony of, of that of that song that they keep on singing throughout this whole thing. And then there's insisting that they must deprive themselves of these gifts.
2: They absolutely shouldn't, especially who it comes from.
1: Yeah. (laughs) we find out later. Right, right. Exactly. And, and, you know, I mean, the, the movies religious element is, is not, I don't think it takes away necessarily from the pleasure of, enjoying it if you're not religious i think that the story is, is straightforward enough that you can still enjoy yeah like you said you know which is why i'm glad to hear that you did like it as much as you did because <laughs> because i thought oh, is this going to be too much but no yeah, no and and i because i think the story stands in a way that you know you don't you get the you get the idea you know uh, whether mm. you have that background or not so um so on the plot side of things today, um, <laughs> someone comes back. Yeah, we are back with Lawrence, now a general, is going to be attending this uh, celebration with his aunt, uh, who is now very, aunt. very. I did. Who is now very, aunt. <laughs> very old. Um, yes, and and so that's that's a that's a nice little bringing tying things back together there but i love all the details that go into prepping for the feast as well you oh know my gosh. the tablecloth where she irons it right on the table yeah all the candles the napkins everything that is just i know how to fold to napkins be- like that by the way oh that's awesome like the little fan thing
2: yeah used to work in a fine dining restaurant and that's oh. how we did the napkins make a little fan <laughs> i
1: can that's do that awesome
2: it's not that hard
1: (laughs) i mean even even later when when she goes to send because her nephew's with him um to he's serving as the waiter and and she Mm -hmm. she like puffs up his hair before he goes out there (laughs) there's just all these little tiny little details that every little thing is important to her
2: well even when you see the the table all laid out with you know everybody's got like so many different um you know silverware and glasses and it's just it's yeah. so much more fancy than what they're used to it's very lavish and like it's one of those things like if this is coming out around thanksgiving and usually like it's those kind of like big important meals that that stuff comes out you know in most families yeah. you know we bring out the good china you know yeah. it kind of feels like one of those things they're like this is something important and special and mm-hmm. And it just uh, seeing that just kind of made me like feel so bad for Babette at first because I knew that they they were probably they were going to like say like, oh, thank you so much. Like, this is so delicious because they had agreed not to say anything about the food.
0: Right. And
2: I was just feeling so bad for her, like before it even started. But she knows <laughs> so, like, look, at work, look at all this work. Look at all this work that she's put into just like the presentation of the food, too. Yeah.
1: So catching up with the the general here, that part where he's sort of, you know, he's just looking in the mirror, you know, vanity, vanity, all is vanity, um, which is from Ecclesiastes, you know, saying, you know, everything is useless. I haven't done, nothing I've done has really mattered because essentially I gave up the one thing in my life that was really, really great.
0: <laughs> like I
2: was saying. Yeah. God, yep. Gave up your one chance at actual happiness.
1: This is really powerful, (laughs) though, because he he looks at his younger self sitting in the chair there. And he says Mm -hmm. to him, you know, I have obtained everything you ever dreamed of and satisfied your every ambition. But what has it profited me? Tonight, you and I shall settle accounts. You must prove to me that I made the right choice back then. And I think that is that's really fascinating because i mean it's it's sort of the regret thing from magnolia right you know all the mm. all yeah. the regrets you know use your regret you know that is sort of the moment that's happening there but i think what happens in the end is just far more complex than and we'll get to that i mean it's just it's i find that speech that he gives at the end to be it's hard to grasp entirely, <laughs> you know, his entire point <laughs> there. But it's I think it's it's really something. This I think is very understandable where it's like, I made a oh, choice. Yeah, I love that and moment. Was it the wrong choice?
2: That's incredibly relatable to yeah. probably pretty much everybody.
1: Exactly. And like it's such th- an
2: obvious way to to do mm-hmm. it, maybe to like to literally be talking to your younger self. But I mean, we've all had those conversations in our heads. Probably sure. is like, oh, if I could just go back to that one time and do some do things a little bit differently, how my life would have been completely different than the way it is now. How much happier would I be? Exactly. I like that moment.
1: Yeah, and, and it's a great moment. And I and I love that um, the movie just sort of takes it to the next level after that. What it does is um, really fascinating and sort of forces you to think about it after the fact. But that's in a bit here <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I really like all of the stuff that happens here I, and even i know it's a little bit gross because we don't like the idea uh, she as she's preparing Bro. the food <laughs> you know i mean she's got she's got her you know quails have been that have been slaughtered and cleaned and you know feathered de-feathered and everything and she she cooks them with the head as part of the service which is a little bit like ew <laughs> but uh <laughs> the, but uh, she's know.
0: like
2: got the she like stuff things inside of the body and then like
1: she yeah it's like a it's pate called like and truffles. And-
2: it's yeah, it's called um, quails in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Is is like the translation of like in what French she's, it's she's much, made.
1: It's it sounds much. It more sounds lovely. nice. It sounds
2: nicer, but that's basically what it is because yeah. it's like it's they're on this like little bread. I called it like a what I call it like a bread bed. Yeah, <laughs> I texted yeah. you about it. Yeah, it's like a little bread bed with a head attached, and I was just. Like ah, French are weird. I'm sorry. And the <laughs> turtle, know, the turtle is really cute. I didn't want them to eat the turtle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the <laughs> the turtle in that
1: movie, in this movie, is animatronic. I've, every time I've watched, it, it's like that turtle doesn't look. Its movements look like it looks. It, it,
2: moves it moves a little too like deliberately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like the head and the the flipper at the same time. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you know, there's no there's no so uh, there's no cannibal holocaust moment in this movie. I'm. You know?
2: so okay we'll talk about that with the next
1: one yeah there's there's no there's no turtle slaughter or or quail slaughter in this movie now that i think of it um so we just uh, but you see the the
2: kid is like pulling the feathers that's true after it's dead
1: i know already. all right
2: it's just food we are not used to no so it did not look very appetizing but everything else did though oh i love that one part when she's like um like putting the finishing touches on the dessert or whatever oh yeah and the the guy i don't know who that was there's some other guy in the village he was was the driver
1: no he was the driver of the general and um okay and his aunt's uh carriage they, he they, helps her
2: out in the kitchen during yeah. all this, and mm-hmm. yeah, the the look on his face, like while she's doing that, and like even just like the fruit looks delicious. Uh, oh yeah, that fruit that, is just like that stuff gorgeous. That stuff looks so
1: good. Yeah, um, I, I I love um, when the when the general arrives, everyone is wearing black entirely wearing black (laughs) except for him and he's wearing he's wearing the blue and he's got the gold um you know like the epaulettes and the sash and you know the
0: uniform the red
1: part of his uniform i mean it just looks so good i mean it's and he stands out so much as just being from another world uh, as these people and that's important because he's kind of their guide and ours through this meal you know without him we 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 would be lost i mean and they would be too there would be no point to it for them because they have you know like they said you know we've lost our sense of taste and then they do this prayer (laughs) May the bread nourish my body. May my body do my soul's bidding. May my soul rise up to serve God eternally. Amen. And that's it. It's like food is for sustenance and nothing else. There's no pleasure involved in this. And there's this really, really funny line after that where he says, "Uh, Like the wedding at Cana, the food is of no importance. Okay, the wedding at Cana is the one where Jesus turns the water into wine okay. so so the whole point of that is Jesus is supplying wine for a wedding he's supplying this for a celebration and it's it's his first miracle is not you know a healing or this or that it's it's supplying beverages for <laughs> for a wedding and it's and they say you know it's the best wine it's good wine um, so it's not flavorless it's filled with you know assume presumably with fragrance and flavor so i i just find that line really funny because it just again of course it's didn't get it but but what i mean is it's just it's just a sense of them completely not understanding the point okay you know they just completely missing the idea of we're not created to deny ourselves of pleasures you know that are, are created by god as well if that is what they espouse to believe is in a creator god right and so that's where i'm getting that um gotcha i love sorry that. i didn't, I no, obviously no, didn't I, get any
2: of this <laughs> no i, that's I really just cool though.
1: yeah uh I, I love when the general just sort of begins to comment on the on the food it's like oh i know <laughs> this is a uh, real turtle soup it's like and is any Montiardo is just yes it is going to rain tomorrow. Uh,
2: I, or, know. Or <laughs> I mean he's doing the thing that you're supposed to do mm-hmm. at you know a dinner like this you're supposed to compliment it and comment on it and you know because yeah. there's a lot of work and intricacies you know put into you know the preparation of Of this feast and it should be
1: appreciated. It's funny because he's kind of showing them, they start following his lead too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like pretty quickly. They don't want to, but they like secretly try to do it. Huh. He, he, you know, (laughs) okay. You know, maybe this is good. Well, because they're Um,
2: also, they're not French. They don't know how to eat this food. Right. And like he does, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, And then, I, you know, they pour the champagne and, and the old lady says, oh, must be some kind of lemonade.
2: <laughs> I know. She's like you, adorable little girl. Yeah, yeah. She's so funny. <laughs> lemonade. <laughs>
1: um, but then you know, as they as they're eating and drinking, and you know, there, there's this sense, you know, that the music in this is really subtle. The way it, it works, and when there's sort of this moment of breaking down of some of these barriers the music comes in a little bit
2: when they're enjoying themselves themselves more when they they've gotten over i mean they yeah they had made that agreement not to comment on the food i I think they were also feeling like they would probably hate the food right um (laughs) because it was you know different than what they're used to and they they'd seen the ingredients and they're like oh my god we have to eat this yeah so they they'd already told themselves i think that they would hate it but as they're kind of like warming up to it as they're learning from lorenz like how to you know properly eat it and appreciate it they're probably enjoying it a lot more and yeah warming up loosening up as the dinner goes on
1: absolutely well i mean and they start talking about things like you know they start talking about their pastor and saying you know uh, Mm the sign where he says remember children love one another You know, in other words, kind of getting to the point of what their faith is all about, you know, it's and they've missed that in all of the rules of it all that they've let themselves get bogged into. Yeah. And then I love that story where she (laughs) tells about how he promised he was going to um, give a Christmas Eve service and he was going to be there across the fjord and there was a storm that came up. And then after the storm died down, he came walking across the fjord which had frozen over. So he was essentially mm-hmm. walking on the water.
2: Walking on water. Yeah. To
1: I got that. <laughs> oh, I know. To to get <laughs> but they they're like, oh it's a miracle. Um but I mean to to <laughs> to deliver this this message to this other church. And I, I just thought that was a neat um that's a neat little story. And it's kind of funny and it, it's mm-hmm. um, you know and then, you know, the general talks about how he was invited to eat at the ca- the Cafe Anglais in Paris, and um, the head chef there uh, thought of the meal as more of a love affair that made no distinction between the bodily appetite and the spiritual appetite, which I think is just a lovely image that's brought in there. And by now, you're you're kind of figuring it out, and right? he
2: makes the <laughs> comment on like. Oh, this is the when they're eating the quails in the bread yeah. bed, whatever yeah. it yeah. is, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, this is, this is, comes from this one head chef that makes this." It was her own creation. <laughs> this is her signature. It was her own dish. creation. Was, yeah. yeah,
1: this this is essentially her signature dish. And hint, um, hint. Yeah, and <laughs> she she was considered the greatest culinary genius of her age. Culinary, uh, culinary. <laughs> Culinary, culinary, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going to keep Dork. all that in, aren't you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Okay, culinary uh, genius of her age. Yeah. So anyway, and the, and just just the and conversation. Just the table. in the
2: kitchen. Oh, yeah, and it. just about that in the kitchen, I love too. She's not even if she, I think maybe it would have broken her heart a little bit. I don't know if she had been able to hear them like not. She she never usually like you see in these like the chef kind of like maybe peeks out and like makes sure everybody's enjoying the meal. She never does that. She like just kind of stays back in the kitchen and make sure everything's perfect and right and you know tells the tells the boy like okay put this in the the bit large glasses now (laughs) and just one one cup for everybody and she's just so focused on 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 making this like so perfect for them i i'm kind of glad
1: that she didn't i don't know to some extent i get the sense that she knew with the general there, that it was going to happen, that it was going to get there somehow. Um, I, I, I just kind of get the sense that she knows these people well enough to know what they're like and know that they're going to sort of, they're not going to be cruel about it, but they're, but they're going to be, you know, they're going to stand off about it, you know, <laughs> at first.
2: I mean, it's another reason why I think she's she wanted to do the dinner to begin with is she knew that they there had been like all this rift going on between everybody mm-hmm. and she was trying she knew that this was like her the, her one gift her one talent they you know that she could give them that could hopefully help heal them
1: yeah i mean she understands like you said that like you know the general says the spiritual appetite mm-hmm. that they are missing as well as you know needing to nourish their bodies right and then you know he says something. Of, one of them says something about you know, like our pastor always said, you know, the only things you take to the next life are those you've given away. That's again kind of one of the points true, of the yeah. movie, and that and that's what yeah. Babette is doing in this moment. That's
2: exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, when the general stands up to give his toast, I I, I wrote this whole speech down, okay. and I, I, I kind of remember it. So I I kind of like to read it all the way through. And and this line is a it's a scripture reference at the beginning. I I'm not sure where exactly, but this is repeated I think three times in the movie, including twice here. It's sort of the key to the movie. It's it's what the whole thing is about to me. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and bliss shall kiss one another. And then he goes on to say, "Man in his foolishness and short sightedness." believes he must make choices in this life. He trembles at the risks he takes. We all know fear, but no. Our choice is of no importance. The moment comes when our eyes are opened and we see and realize that grace is infinite. We need only await it with confidence and acknowledge it in gratitude. Grace makes no conditions. And see, that which we have chosen is given us. And that which we have refused is also granted us. Yes, that which we rejected is granted us. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and bliss shall kiss one another. So essentially he is saying that what he said earlier to his younger self was kind (laughs) of bullshit. I think what he's saying is, yes, I made my choices. But in this moment, in a way... Even the thing that I rejected, I have here again in this moment. And I think that, you know, when when he actually finally says goodbye to Martine and he says, I have been with you every day of my life. Tell me you know that. And she says, yes, I I know that. And says, and I will be with you in all the days that are left to me. Not physically, but in spirit. And I, I think that is just I mean, just that idea that yeah, all of these things that I wanted were granted to me. The choices I made here were granted, but you know what? Maybe I didn't lose the other after all. You know, it, it's just kind of a it, it's it's a powerful, complex sort of it's it's intangible. It's hard to describe that. Um and I think the way that the movie That By putting it in his mouth like that, in those words, I think is just beautiful, and it's something that's hard to wrap your head around, but you sort of, I guess I feel it very deeply while he's giving that speech. I think it's, I don't know, I love that part. And then, you know, after all, they're they've all been drinking all night and they've loosened up a little bit <laughs> and they start saying, you know, I, I cheated you on that timber. And he says, Oh, I know you did. And, um, <laughs> all of that. And it's like, but you know what, that's okay. And, um, and, so, and the guy, guy, he says, Hey, Christopher, you know, whatever. And he says, he calls him my brother. Um, I, I think, yeah. you know, you, you sense, you sense, you know, that, that so much of, this bond that occurs you know over the meal is is really a wonderful thing
2: it finally starts like by the end it finally starts to become like what it should have always been because i don't know just watching that and kind of hearing you talk about that before i watched it you know about that bonding over meal just kind of made me think of my own family we're small family, you know, like there's not a whole lot of us, but when we all get together, like, that's what we do. Like, it's only for, you know, major holidays, usually that we're we do that, uh, or celebrations in the family but those are like some of the best times we're loud. You know, when we get around a table, we're there for hours, you know, we're like those kind of people. Like we Mm -hmm. eat and then you just sit there for hours and you talk and you laugh and you make fun of each other and you tell stories and and stuff. And it was like, (laughs) those are like some of the best times I remember with my family. That's when you, you need just forget about everything else. And you're just like in the moment with the people that you love and like having a good time. Like that's what they should have had been having this whole time, you know? yeah and you kind of you always you want that for them There's such a small village too mm-hmm. like there's not very many of them and the fact that they're fighting like this like that's that's not how it should be that's not even what they um doesn't seem to be like what their own religion is teaching them to right. do obviously <laughs> yeah exactly so you kind of you want them to have i always i was just wanting them to have i was like if this was a family like if this would never happen in my house if we were all together like that. It would never be like this quiet and nobody talking. Like that's not how you enjoy a meal together. That's not how you enjoy each other's company. Just like being quiet and angry right. and fighting all the time. This is the, they should they really should have been enjoying this a lot more the whole way through. But at least they get there at the end.
1: And it's ultimately this sort of beautiful gift that Babette gave them is mm-hmm. this exactly. ability to let their guards down and have this joyful gathering. And I think that's that's one of the things I feel very deeply when I watch this movie is just that the whole idea, you know, righteousness and bliss shall kiss one another. That thing they repeat over and over again and they ignore (laughs) for so much of the movie (laughs) Yes, you can have your righteous life. You can be like, you know, and I, I honestly think the sisters, they understand that at least on some level. But the others in this little congregation seem to get so fixated on the puritanical elements of their faith, you know, that yeah. that they forget about that bliss, that righteousness and bliss can coexist, you know, truth and mercy coexist. They are, they're not far from each other. They are very near and intimate, in fact. And I think that is You know, sort of, I guess, the religious point of the movie, but it's a lovely idea. It's a lovely, um, and it's expressed in a beautiful way, I think, in this movie. And I love the part, you know, at the very end when they gather around the well and they start, and they hold hands Mm. and they gather and they sort of move and they're singing around the well at the end is really really nice. And um, one of the sisters says, you know, the stars have come nearer tonight. The other says, "And hopefully they will continue to draw near, or something to that effect." Um, and then we go and see Babette, and we say, "That was a great meal." <laughs> and uh, we know you'll be leaving soon. Um, uh. And she says, "Oh, but I have no money." What? I what? Know. The ten thousand francs? <laughs> yeah, she spent the entire ten thousand francs on on this on this gift, on this on this meal for them.
2: A dinner for twelve uh, at. Cafe Anglais. it's ten thousand francs, <laughs>
1: where Babette used to be the head chef. That's right. Dun dun dun.
0: And
2: did you, you catch on to that? I did. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the thing is, the fact is, this is a movie about being an artist. I think too. I love um, that's
2: my favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: it it wasn't just for your sake, the need to create, to serve, you know, to share the gifts. You know, that's that's so important and she says you know but you would have had my an artist a true artist is never poor she is never um, poor that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah great line that's what i
2: think that's what i saw the that yeah. the movie was about
1: it is it very much is yeah mm. and I, and i love this idea that she says after that you know the cry from the artist's heart give me leave to do my utmost give me the space to do my very best work and I think you know to some extent you can see that in sort of the Hollywood system you know where you have <laughs> a great artist who is hamstrung because of too many people that just need to get their their two cents in or whatever. It's like too many cooks in the kitchen, so to yeah, speak. so to speak. Yeah, it's like you hired Martin <laughs> Scorsese, let Martin Scorsese make his freaking movie, uh, right? You know. Um, anyway, but but. I think more, but that whole idea, just give me leave to do my utmost. I want to give my very best to you. Um, And that was what she wanted to do. She just wanted to offer this meal um, for this, for her own satisfaction of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> of creating, but also that they could get pleasure from it. And is it's, that's very powerful, that idea.
2: And then the great little callback, callback line too because didn't um what's his name pep how do you say it pepin or whatever he said that thing to um philippa about how like i don't remember what it was exactly oh like um how she'll enchant the angels you know with her voice like after she's gone on and like they say that back to
1: bebet at the end too yeah that's right Mm -hmm. so anyway really good movie really nice movie i um I'm deeply sort of moved by that one every time I watch it to me it just flies by too because the story is just so tight and just keeps going uh, straight straight to that uh, sort of beautiful conclusion
2: yeah, I really enjoyed it and as a um companion to the one that I picked I, I very much yeah I appreciated like the simplicity of of the story and just the the whole reveal of Babette at the end is just that was so heartwarming to me. Even though I kind of saw it coming and but that just brings what the whole movie is about together by the end and you're left feeling uh, very inspired. I was very yeah. inspired like at the end watching this, you know? Yeah. Like don't lose your passion for anything, you know, an artist is never poor. Like you don't have to make money off of something. If you enjoy doing it, just keep doing it because that's yeah. where you're going to really be rich as in the satisfaction you get within yourself.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: And from watching other people uh, enjoy your work. If you're a, like a writer or a cook or something like that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Shift in gears. Some really <laughs> same <insane laughs> subject, different different approach.
2: Totally different way of doing it. Totally different tone. Not simple at all. A lot different stories and vignettes and little things going on here but um again like another movie that just i think i the word that i used was um when i was very smitten with this movie when i first saw it and it's still kind of i was not in a good mood um when i had to rewatch this for the podcast and um it absolutely was still able to to kind of lift me up and i was definitely smiling some of the same parts again and I found some new things that i loved about it and this, this movie will really just kind of make your heart soar is uh, yeah. what I said earlier on Twitter. And I think that's still true. And it's, it's a comedy and it's just, it's got a lot of different things going on, but ultimately it's almost about the same thing as um, uh, the best feast, like different ways that you could look at that one too. I mean, ultimately it's about, it's about passion and mm-hmm. artistry and, mm-hmm. you know, working on your, your art and, having pride in what you create, you know,
1: (laughs) creating the best product you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So this is Tampopo, like we said from 1985, Tampopo, which means dandelion. I didn't really think a lot about if that had any other meaning.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it uh, ultimately ends up being, being the logo on the shop at the end is the, is the, I was wondering if it meant
2: anything else though. (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's her name. She's a delicate flower in a harsh world. I don't know <laughs> what I do love about this movie. The way the way this this starts the opening out scene I forgot about with, is like the
2: best opening scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's in this movie theater and you have this gangster walk in with his gal and uh, a, a his entourage who sets a table and and food in front of them. Yeah, in a movie theater and then they break the fourth wall and start talking right to away. us yeah and I, I think that line is that you know um, make a noise oh, you're after at the, movies the too? film starts no,
2: well versus like said something to the audience is like oh so you're at the movies too and there um something that some kind of some guy he's talking mm-hmm. about um, you know, eating, eating chips or chips, something yeah. and, and the guy's like making like crinkly noises with a bag behind him and yeah because i definitely had this moment at one of the last movies that i saw in the theater <laughs> he goes over to the guy and he's like you make a noise like that after the film starts i might kill you <laughs> which i think a lot of us yeah. have thought <laughs> experienced
1: yeah If you listen to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 episode of Pod and the Pendulum that I was on, there was a whole conversation about people talking at movies uh, in the middle of that episode. (laughs) I didn't listen to it yet. Yeah, but then we get into the main story, which is our ramen western, um, which is one of the things that I love about this.
2: Well, there's another vignette first. Yeah. Well, well, first we have the old man, you know, teaching the young man how to eat ramen.
1: So we're going That is in that is within the story because he's reading that. But it's
2: a story to... within the main uh, story. Goon is reading that to Goro.
1: Goon <laughs> is reading that. It's not that part to Goro. of the main story though. In it's the a, truck.
2: It's with it's a story within the main
1: story. <laughs> I know, but, but it did switch to the story. Oh my um, god. Switch to the Pork Chop Express over there. <laughs> Yeah. This movie does kind of remind me of Big Trouble in Little China. The trucker yeah. thing element right. of it. I don't know. I mean, there's not like magic and stuff, but that kind of makes me think of it. It's got that vibe that's a little bit of got a little bit of the spaghetti Western thing going oh, on with it. Um, that I think is really fun.
2: What is this called? This is it called like a ramen Western.
1: <laughs> they call it the ramen yeah. Western. Yeah. That's sort of its nickname.
2: Okay. But I think this, this first, um, scene of the main story is is really important because like i said it's this um as an older man teaching a younger man like how to um appreciate and and properly eat ramen even though i don't think like i watched one of the special features with like the the cook that worked on this movie she's like there wasn't there's no proper way to eat ramen like there's no like ritual or anything but (laughs) according to the director there should be but i think this is important just to because I mean this is what the movie is about uh, a woman tampopo trying to make th- the perfect bowl of ramen and all the people that help her and so uh, the, I like this scene as kind of an introduction to like all the different elements that we're gonna be talking about with this ramen because yeah. like it everything it seems <laughs> gets its own little side story or its own little like you know moment where they're, they're they have to make they're trying to figure out how to make the broth just right and they have to figure out how to make the noodles just right so and i love the presentation i've never had this before like just watching this movie gives me so hungry i want to try that so bad it looks so good all the noodles and the pork and yes um but then we go to yeah they're um, i don't know how to talk about this movie like i don't know there's so many different like plot points and like so many different little story the little vignettes going on in between like maybe it would just take forever. So I'm not really sure exactly how to go through all of this, but I think the main story is the most well, I mean, important, find out,
1: obviously. Yeah. I mean, with the main, with the main story, you got, um, you find out Tempopo is actually a really good cook, you know, in, in that first scene or, or not the first scene, but, you know, after, after <laughs> Goro, you know, decides to go ahead and fight for her honor and everything like that. Uh, <laughs> uh even though the, Ramen's not very good, you know. The the water's not boiling, and all that other stuff that happens at the beginning. But you know, they have this like these are the best pickles I've ever yeah. had, and you know, this breakfast that she's making is like really good. And you know, they they all you know, then they ask she asked about the ramen, and they're like, well. uh, <laughs> and, you know, and she's like, be honest with me. So then we s- sort of immediately head into this whole idea of you know, hey. We're going to teach you how to, how to, we're going to figure out how to make you into the best, you know, ramen chef in the area (laughs) here.
2: She says in that scene, too, that, you know, her husband died. So we assume that he was probably the head chef for this. And, you know, after he died, you know, she had to take over and she's tried to learn, you know, from other people, but she never maybe really learned how to do it properly. So she doesn't really know what she's doing, but she really wants to. It doesn't really mention it, but it kind of seems like that's that's all she has left. You know, and that's something she needs, something that she can do for herself and, and be good at and be proud of. And that's what the whole movie is about. Yeah. That's what her whole little arc is in the movie.
1: Yeah, and, and I like how, you know, in, in the opening here, they, they sort of set up this as a little bit of a Rocky montage. <laughs> you know, it's like, move move the pot from here to here to here to here and back and forth, back and forth. Well, I like it when know, she... <laughs> takes her, takes her on a run, you know, because ramen takes stamina.
2: <laughs> well, I like when sh- they're about to leave because, like, she is asked you know, like like you said, she had asked like their honest opinion about how she made it and Goro's making like really good points about, you know, things that could be improved and like how she like, when she runs after their truck as they're leaving. And she she asked be um, made their disciple <laughs> like that that choice of word was right. kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> I mean, and some of the characters, you know, like you have the sensei mm-hmm. and the, you know, it's almost like the, the different people that are that are teachers in this whole th- situation. Then what they have these sections that I, I call them intermezzos because right. they are just sort of these, uh, and there are three of them. Um, besides that are within the movie then there are the bookends but the first one i what i didn't remember from first time is that they are they do weave into the story a little. i know bit, i didn't story. know that either yeah and so the because you see those businessmen walk by Tempopo and goro while mm-hmm. they're um you know doing the cardio uh, um, <laughs> i like
2: that he just kind of stops and he's like why am I doing this? Garota's yeah. while she's like running yeah. around him.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I love that that scene. You know, it's like where where they're all ordering. All the businessmen are ordering exactly the same thing, mm. and then they show the young one, and he's gonna have something much fancier and French and <laughs> again everything. with the French like, cuisine. Oh, the, yeah, the the chef, you know, studied in this part of France and all this kind of thing. So, I <laughs> I, I think that is really funny. And then um, uh, they show then the, the ends with all the other guys turning red. Then it goes to another part I of know, the their restaurant their faces
2: where, literally turn red.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're you know where the woman's teaching them how to eat the other these young women how to eat spaghetti like you would abroad and there isn't a, there's like an. Ita- I don't know if he's supposed to be an Italian or an American or I what. I thought he's supposed to be American. Yeah, he's he's in the restaurant and he's totally you know, defying everything that <laughs> she is telling them. You know, like she's she says, you must make not a slightest sound when you eat your spaghetti and here he is, he starts slurping it. It's just so funny and um, these scenes, the first time I saw this really threw me off. I, I, I didn't think that they, I was like, what is going on? I just didn't understand at all what was going on. I was like, is this, did, what happened? And then, and then <laughs> you know, by the time it comes back to the main story, I was like, okay, Alright, I get it. And and then then it went off again, then it came back and but the first time I saw this I was I was lost. I had no idea what the point of this was. And now it I, I get it now. It, it just enhances it all. I'm
2: not entirely sure. I'm not sure I get it entirely what they all all the little ones mean because I mean, there's there's one main one the, the couple yeah. the couple is kind of the main one and then like all these little bitty ones yeah. like I, th- I mean it's all just about different
1: aspects of food, food. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's like you don't you don't need them you don't need them but they're great and they're wonderful to have yeah. in the story and it's not it's more than just padding it out i mean there's a special feature on the criterion disc where a guy lays out the whole idea of, of um Tempopo being a, a craftsperson, you know, going from being an amateur to being a, a, a craftsperson. Mm-hmm. Um not an artist exactly because they're not reinventing the wheel, they're not making something brand new, but doing something as best as they possibly can. Yeah. And and I thought that was really interesting. And he talks about how um, that is woven into the smaller vignettes as well, that all of the people in this, you know, are some level of amateur when it comes to food. Mm. And a lot of them are sort of, they do crazy things. They do things that, you know, make sort of the status quo nervous. You know, like the lady that's always squeezing all the peaches, she makes <laughs> the guy that runs the store crazy, right? Yeah. Uh. You know, and and then you have the couple, of course, because there's a whole series of food sex scenes with these people. <laughs> I love them. Um this this one here, the first one, this is like literal. I mean he's 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 like pouring salt on her on her nipple and sucking it off and salt dipping and in whipped cream. Yeah. I mean it's 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 wild. And and then and the then honey, like I like dripping, the, the the honey the honey that's the honey dripping on her, her mouth. mouth. And there's there's a lot of you know um, shall we say uh, vaginal imagery no. in this movie. Oh. <laughs> um, that is one of them um, where where the honey's dripping through her mouth because it's sideways, up the side yeah. like they <laughs> the sideways like that. Then the peach as well, the peach squirts uh, and just sort of drips down well. the crease there. Um, that that's later, but I'm I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> that is totally that is that is definitely what's up there in my mind. That's that's the image. Well, and there's a very um, so.
2: obvious I mean yeah their whole thing is about exploring the I guess just the eroticism um, of the pa- that kind of passionate of side food, of yeah. food mm-hmm. there's a pretty obvious um, part with my favorite part of the whole movie is when they're they're passing the egg yolk back and forth <laughs> in, <laughs> into each other's mouths until we yeah. can't really see what's going on down below because it's just like a sh- head and shoulder yeah. shot of them but at at
1: but the end when, of that she bites
2: when the yoke breaks. breaks she's looking there's an
1: implication she's looking uh, happy she's satisfied satisfied satisfied, <laughs> satisfied. The, anyway the
2: freaking what were those like yeah. Crayfish or something that he. Yeah, that is tickling has the, on her stomach. Bowl, yeah. On the bowl in her yeah, stomach. Yeah, I think they're
1: prawns. I think <laughs> okay. they're prawns. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, yeah, that's like, she's laughing. is tickling. That would feel so
2: disgusting. Oh, I, no. Oh, man, no, thank you. It's
1: weird. I, I like the part where they're checking out the other shops and stuff. Yeah.
2: And, they're like doing um, reconnaissance. <laughs>
1: I like this. The broth is the soul of ramen. Is it? Okay. She keeps, yeah. Uh, but then is it, they, they go and see the sensei. you know the guy that the old homeless guy that used to be an ob he used to be an ob-gyn but (laughs) but he got so obsessed with making ramen (laughs) that his wife and (laughs) and child stole the business out from under him that's just
2: so funny (laughs) well there's another dream sequence on this one too a little crazy when um tanpopo is like um they yeah they've she's gone and like offered money to this guy because what what I kind of like about this too, that I, I thought about was okay. So throughout the movie, yeah, they do go to all these other ramen shops to learn from them, like what makes them work or what makes this aspect of their ramen better. And it kind of feels like she's n- at first I was thinking that, well, she's not really coming up with her own. She's kind of stealing from other people, but she's not really because mm. you're, yeah, you're, Uh, The passion in this movie is in the minutiae of every every part of this ramen, you know, getting the broth exactly. So, like, all the people that she's kind of taking ideas from, like, they may have good broth, but are their noodles right? Do they cut the pork right? No. She's going to have – she's going to take a little bit from here. I mean, because no art, you know – doesn't have any kind of you know origin or you know something right. that came before that was that was mm. that was it was influenced by, so she's taking from all those other places, taking the, her own ideas and like putting it all together to make it her own and i kind of right. like that because when i was because that's what i, I was kind of thinking while i was watching this I was like well she's just like because she completely like spies on the guy while he's making his broth and like tries mm-hmm. to make it the same way like putting the same um ingredients in and, and i was like well she should be coming up with like her own recipe
1: but Which, I, again, is way, why, is I like at it that way is why i kind of like kind of like the um what that feature was saying about her being a a craftsman you know yeah. rather than you know uh, an artist exactly yeah, she's not she, cr- creating she, from nothing yeah, she's just yeah. doing
2: the best she can at what she's doing yeah
1: and and it's and it's yeah i gotta recommend that watching that by the way because um, I, I thought that was really good and it, it really was insightful as to various aspects of the movie um, but yeah, that's exactly what she's doing. She's trying to find the best elements that she can use. And she does, you know, put her own spin on it, of course, mm, yeah. because it, when she puts all the ingredients together, just sort of as they are, it's just it kind of OK. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's when work, she, she is when she does something else with it is when it becomes great, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's that's what I some of the things that I think are really cool and fascinating about it. That that scene where the where the, the homeless guy is making the breakfast of I was the, just rice, say that. And the ketchup <laughs> and then he puts the egg in there. And the way he cuts Fuck. that egg. Oh, oh my, gosh. my god. I yeah. was gonna say
2: that that it, that is my favorite recipe in the whole movie, the thing I wanna try the most is that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that rice omelet. Oh my yeah. god. Cause I see other people make that before, the way that they just that runny egg that you just kinda cut and then it yeah. just like runs off the side off the uh, <laughs> that looks so yeah, freaking
1: good it looks so good i mean it's just like that moment oh so good
2: <laughs> that's such a great little moment too with with all the like i guess they're homeless guys yeah <laughs> that um coro um uh, introduces Tampa too and of course at first she's kind of like what are we doing here and like uh, but they're all talking like in badass feast they're all they're all talking like you know they know all of this stuff the the guy has a whole story about uh, the the wine that he knows so much about and they're talking mm-hmm. about like you know taking food from like the the back of these restaurants and like oh it wasn't quite so great this time <laughs> and it's just it's a it's a funny little moment with with all of them and um yeah. another thing that i like about this movie is that the, the way that they kind of just keep taking people you know in, into their group and they all have their their thing that they contribute so it's not just yeah. Tampopo that's created this it's it's all of them but it's it's another uh, i guess similar to babette's feast too too it's something that they give to her because ultimately yeah. i mean it's about you know like they give all the credit to her at the end even though they all contribute something to it and they just they let her have it at the end because yeah. because yeah. from this they take uh the the sensei it's a Another great little moment when the rest of the the homeless guys like I'll sing goodbye to him <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the stairs. Yeah, that's they're very singing. Sweet. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> and and then it is when it goes to another one of those little intermezzos because you can kind of hear, uh, you can hear them singing and and then they do the that's egg. That's
2: the cup. The couple, yeah, that's the couple. Yeah, can hear them singing and they do the egg mm, yolk thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I and guess the, it goes the oyster. Is, yeah, is that them when they first met? I'm guessing
1: i don't know it's so weird i mean it's a weird scene because i mean he like cuts his lip on the oyster and then there's his blood dripping on the on the meat mm-hmm. and stuff it's just like you know and you can eat the oyster out of her hand it's uh, it's very it's a very odd scene it's um, that
2: that girl looks different so i was like i wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like yeah. her like younger like this is this was how they met yeah. this was how they because they have a very those two of them in that scene have a very like Sensual connection right away, you know, with the food. Yeah. I figured that's what it was. So it was the start of what they're doing here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the the guy with the toothache on the train, who kind of those dumplings uh, look really good too. The, and he's like, he's I'm like, I got, I got, I got to eat this. This is too good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, all the food in this movie.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, but then sorry. when they're working on him, and then then his. I don't know his sister or or he's got some kind of gangrene a, 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 abscess and on his, his tooth or something like mouth. that. Uh, breaks they and they all it, run to the, the, the window. Smell is so bad they run <laughs> to the window. But then he's like, you know, eat. You can eat something now, but just make sure it's soft. And then the the kid who could like do not give him any sweets. And he gives he's him the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a sign with a carrot.
2: I want to know what this what this kid's story is. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I know. Why? Why is this kid wandering around by himself? Okay, and obviously, and I would see was the sugar rush of...
1: that happens to that kid about <laughs> right. eats that ice cream.
2: Well, and someone obviously knew that this kid was going to be wandering around by themselves to hang that sign around his neck. And <laughs> yeah. Like, what What is his story? I don't understand, <laughs> but it's just he's cute though. Yeah. And it's just another. I think it's that one is just another kind of sharing of because the the sign on the kid's neck says he only eats like natural foods or something like don't yeah. give him anything uh-huh. sweet. it's just another i think sharing of the pleasures that food have has to offer yeah. not just as a nourishing thing but mm-hmm. you know you can have ice cream too
1: yeah this part in the shop where it goes back sensei is kind of teaching them now and he brings out the uh what is it the pig's head <laughs> she just and she faints and she faints and says give me some water Goro says give me some water and he drinks it and he spits it on her, wake her <laughs> it's just so bizarre but so funny um,
2: <laughs> well because she geez. says it was looking at me weird or something and I was like yeah. I was thinking the same thing too <laughs> and they go to the close-up I was expecting the pig's mouth to move or something <laughs>
1: Ah. So funny, like like the turtle in the in the like the turtle in, Babette, in Babette's <laughs> feast. It kind of goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then like a, another
2: way that they there's like meeting the there's like meeting people all along the way that know something different about food and like learning from everybody and like, you know, taking in all this information. So they're sitting get, in the restaurant and they're they, just yeah. listening
1: to that guy eat.
2: <laughs> how they get to the next guy is when they're all going out to eat. <laughs> and there's an old guy that was, Oh, I didn't write it down what it was. Like um he was told he couldn't order some certain kind of soup you know because it has a bad effect on him some kind of like bean soup or whatever and of course he does and he starts yeah. choking on it and they save him with like a vacuum cleaner <laughs> with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it's not it's like not a- weird like the way that it happens in the movie <laughs> like, it's so funny it. though i mean
1: it just sticks the vacuum cleaner down his throat and and uh you know like you know like a shop back thing <laughs> you, where it's got the the end on it and um oh that's the so sound, the sound effects
2: though. in this movie too there's like oh. some like really subtle sound when effects she, when they're that-
1: eating the noodles there's like this this sound that happens uh-huh. when they suck in the noodles yeah
2: well there's the one part two when they go they're going to all the different ramen shops they go to i think this is actually during her dream they go to the one where it's like all the the like the like four guys that uh-huh. yell really loud and they're like, why didn't you yeah. finish this or whatever? There's one part where they all like rip off their hats and there's like a little oop, oop, sound yep. effect, like really subtle that you can hear too with that. Yep. I don't know what the point yep. of that was, but I kind of love it, you know, well, just uh, what the, the, another the kind the sound of sound effects. Well, the sound yeah. effects,
1: you know, are part of are part of sort of that, you know, Western energy of the movie. That's true, yeah. You know, it's sort of the spaghetti Western Im- uh, energy of it.
2: Well, we get that too. I uh, like all the way back to the beginning when um, mm-hmm. Guru and Gun like first come into her shop. They, it, it, that's totally Western. I mean, he's wearing the hat, obviously, but the way that he kind of sits down at the. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> at the table is absolutely like you know some ge- he kind of like straddles yeah, over it like like a cowboy would yeah like a cowboy would at a stool at the bar you know in the saloon.
1: Then we get to the moment, of course, that um, links the two movies together uh, is the turtle. <laughs> uh, th- this is this is probably a controversial scene because they actually kill a turtle. in yeah. the movie. it's a soft shell yeah. turtle, and they they actually they actually kill it there, and so uh, it's a really Really brief scene it's sort of like I, I i don't entirely understand the point of it um to be honest well they w-
2: the old the old man wants to you know right. thank them for thank saving them. his life so yeah i mean they have you
1: Sh- show them how to how to how to butcher us you know and and prepare yeah. a, a soft shell turtle yeah for a turtle um, soup yeah yeah which you know it's a thing <laughs> she's like about to go
2: like touch it because it's a live soft turtle it's and like he's like man no <laughs> yeah there, sharp teeth everything's so yeah. exaggerated but in like the best yeah. way and then yeah that's yeah. not i t- had completely forgotten about this part
0: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> about this movie that they they do kill the turtle like it's an unbroken shot of i i'm um, i mean i'm assuming it's it's a person who actually knows what they're doing and that they are going to yeah, do something yeah, yeah. with it afterwards and it wasn't just, you know, for the movie. But, yeah, some people might not like that, I understand. That's a cute little yeah. turtle, too.
1: Yeah. So uh, they decide but that they're going to... How- r- rename the shop right or or did i my am, am i skipping
2: well this is how they get um another member of their little group i just call him the old man i don't know if he's given a name like the i guess it's the old man's um chef uh, shohei mm-hmm. makes ramen and they decide to if he like if he can be of help you can you can have him and you can use him to go create that the world's best ramen <laughs> noodle shop and he's in charge of the uh the noodles i think he ends up being in charge of the noodles.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to take notes on a foreign language film.
0: Yeah. That's what I,
1: was <laughs> I gotta say, you know, it's a lot of pausing. So, so exactly, I, it's happened a lot in both these movies.
2: And I love Tampopo in in some of these little scenes too. She's she's so charming and she's so sweet. And the, the little they, I love all the the close ups he does on her face when she she has that kind of like. Little, coy thing about her and they they all love her and they yeah they don't you know they they don't won't ever really tell her that but they they're all just like taken with her because she's she's very sweet and she's oh, i yeah. think she's getting to be a little bit more confident and a little bit more mm-hmm. you know forward i love that scene when she like I said they're trying to get every part of this ramen to be absolutely perfect and so they visit one shop where the noodles are are the yes. best noodles they ever have. And the way that she, like, coaxes this guy's noodle recipe
1: it's um, out of him I is perfect. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, and, you know, even before that, they decided that they're going to name the restaurant after her. It's going to be just Tampopo Ramen, you know, so it's Tempope not going to be, yeah. Because I think it was like, mm, I wrote it down. Uh, At le- the beginning le- of the movie, le- Lele, yeah, which is what it was before and now. It's like no, this is hers now. Um, but that scene where she tricks the chef is perfect. It's so good. It's so funny.
2: <laughs> Very expert uh, charm and manipulation. Yeah. Good job, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. She's, but she does it in such the sweetest way. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't feel like she's being conniving.
2: And again, it just made me think um, of they're making all of this stuff from scratch and you know, he's talking about like the, the process to make like this bowl of ramen starts like the day before when you have to make the dough and let it you know sit overnight and they're just making every not just buying a package of like pre-made noodles like i'm just i'm not used to that kind of cooking is what i'm saying so i'm always like i'm fascinated yeah. by people that can do that and that do do that and like that put that kind of work into it i love yeah. that stuff
1: yeah it's great it's great now when they Cut back to Goro, you know, washing his truck, and um, <laughs> the guy stops by, and they get into a street fight. I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> I know. It's the guy from I, the I beginning. Gotta, I, I, yeah, that's right. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's the guy from the beginning uh, who they got in the fight with at the beginning. Yeah, so they, they try and settle it, and, you know, I got to say, Goro, uh, he, he could <laughs> throws those first couple punches it's like whoa um, it's it becomes yeah. kind
2: of funny because i wonder like how long was this fight going on for where it's like there's like one punches the other and then they kind of stumble around for a little bit and then the other one gets in a punch and they stumble well, and then they, so much guess,
1: of it the whole first part of it is in this one unbroken medium shot that's just kind yeah. of, you know, they're, they're in a little bit of a distance. You can see them entirely and they're kind of in silhouette and you just backlit. So you can't, so they're sh- pretty much just shadows hitting each other. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's really cool looking to be honest. It's, and again, it's shot like, you know, a, a mm-hmm. martial arts film there, which I think is so fun because there is sort of a sense of, genre bending going on throughout this you know gangster movies and 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 martial arts films and westerns and all and comedies and of various kinds and all all these different sort of flares to it that i think are but it never feels like they're they don't belong in the movie you know Mm -hmm. from moment to moment it's it's it all is of a single singular tone
0: and
2: it never feels like they're making fun of I think there's a difference between no. making fun of something and like having fun, you know, yeah. with something. I yeah, think that's what they're doing. They're having fun. No. Yeah, it's
1: not a parody. It's, not a it's, usually, it's parody. using the stylistic yeah, elements to, to, to make it fun. Yeah, but that we discover this guy's a contractor, uh, and he's willing to redesign the shop. So that's when nice. at the beginning. It, he was trying to get Tampopo to like go
2: away with him, and he was going to buy out her shop, and yeah. now he's a part of the crew. <laughs> and Tampopo gets a makeover, too. The
1: makeover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we know the girl likes her, He won't admit it. When he when he's sitting in the bath and he just kind of, I love goes under the water yeah. and everything. That's just that's one of the really quiet moments mm-hmm. of the movie. But he, he looks up, he sees all sees all her under things hanging up there though too. <laughs> I <was> like, okay,
2: because <laughs> they've been in the rain and like she draws yeah. a, a bath for him to you know, to get warm, and then like she. Uh, sees like his underwear, and like the laundry basket and is like afraid to touch it. It's, yeah, it's really cute. cute little moments. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then this is your favorite. This little this little third inter, this <laughs> intermezzo thing. Intermezzo. The lady that
1: squeezes all the food, especially that peach. You know, she's like she's like pressing it in different <laughs> places that it's indenting, and then it's like popping out somewhere else, and then and then it squirts in her face the guy goes over and he picks it up and there's like this bead of juice running down the center of this peach it's like it's not subtle let's put it that way okay but then she goes over and she finds the you know she squeezes the cheese and the bread and everything oh it's so funny Uh, but i do like that scene too go ahead
2: with uh their their night out together uh the little um little conversation that they have when they're at t- another thing with the food like that looks delicious like cooking the meat at the table mm-hmm. over that mm-hmm. i don't know we know what that thing is but oh yeah the, like, it's like it's, a, it's
1: like a hibachi thing
2: and Yeah, and then just just wrapping it in lettuce and eating it god that looks delicious too
1: yeah it looks uh, so good yeah
2: when they're talking about um his wife you know we know that her husband died and like he had a wife and kids that just left him and like it's hard for me to believe what he says in this you know he says he you know had a had a rough childhood or whatever and he always wanted to you know make a home that felt warm and but he when he finally had that when he met his wife and you know had kids he didn't really know how to act when he actually had that and he Mm -hmm. says he calls himself cold hearted I'm like I don't I don't see that at all. Like what you're doing for Tampopo and like he seems like such a sweet guy. Yeah, that kind of broke my heart a
1: little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I guess after the lazy, is, is lady, this the last one? Yeah, yeah. After the lady squeezing the food, then you have you know the guy that is the old guy <laughs> that's arrested in the restaurant for you know stealing the wallet. He's pretending to be a university professor or something. Uh, oh, then is you have that the, the next other one? guy. Then you have the other guy that rushes home from his he like rushes home to find the paramedics working on his wife his wife is apparently dying this one is weird this one's weird i know weird (laughs) because he's like no you can't leave us what will we do without you then he like orders her to get up and make dinner and she gets up and she's dying and she starts cooking a meal
2: i thought she was already dead though like she comes back from the dead to make her family yeah. one last meal.
1: Is that what it is? And, I thought that's and, what it was. And then and then and then she then she dies she, we know for sure she dies immediately <laughs> afterwards. She's Quick, after they're served. She, <laughs> yeah, this it, is the last
2: thing it. she ever made. Eat it fast.
1: <laughs> and then it's like, All right, sir, we're sorry for your loss. I like... <laughs> It is such. It is the weirdest vignette. I mean, it. it is,
2: yeah, that one is just weird and funny. It's,
1: yeah, it's funny and kind of disturbing. And yeah, yeah.
2: I like the thing with the the professor though, because that's, that's kind of that's kind of a cute little story that has it its own little arc, uh-huh. like within it, like within like yeah, however long it lasts for, like th- yeah. three five minutes or whatever. It's three like minutes, these two guys yeah. sitting at a table, and it kind of sounds like the younger guy is you know, scamming this older guy and because the older guy uh-huh. is talking about, you know, like, oh, I'm going to take all my money out and, and give it to you. And then right. <laughs> he leaves the table and goes to call somebody and and then someone comes along to arrest the older guy. He's like, oh, you're pretending to be the professor again. Like, and then when they leave, um he asks, like, where's your victim? <laughs> so you think that he's the victim in this scam, but it turns out that he's not. He's He's the bad guy. <laughs> Yeah. The other guy. It's, and it's, it's the the funny. the food thing in that is like they again they're eating like delicious. I think it that's And the, He wants one eating, more. Like, he wants yeah. one more. It's like Peking duck or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So but like we were saying a little earlier after this one we come back to the main story is you know they all are try the the ramen and it's 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 like all of the pieces are there mm-hmm. but somehow it's not quite right yet. Yeah, it's like you know the flavor. I don't know. it Doesn't have a lot of depth. Or doesn't have a punch. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's funny. yeah. It doesn't that's, have depth or a breath part. or something. Yeah, yeah something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I find that very funny. Um, but you know, it's it's sort of like you know the sum of its parts don't necessarily equal the greatest thing yet. They have there has to be something more. Um, and I, I I love that kind of idea. You know. And then, then they try that, yeah, that thing with uh, the shallots, you know. Yeah, that Shohei are,
2: makes something mm-hmm, scallion yeah. soba or this, whatever. Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where they do the pork a little different, they do the scallions on top differently, and yeah.
2: I like that scene too. This is a very important scene too for Tampopo, I think, because. Yeah, you know, she's been trying like this whole time. She's been like doing her little rocky um exercises and trying to do it uh-huh. everything perfectly and <laughs> everything and then this one guy makes something and they all love it like right away and like there's a yep. shot that kind of holds on her face where she just looks so sad. But I think it, it inspires her. Yep. to um to, be to really yeah. to really improve and to really impress these guys. And I like that thing when she's working like all night on it and like her son comes in and you know she says you know if they they eat it all and they slurp all of the broth Bro. at the end then i've won
1: then i've won
2: that's all she needs from them and i like that moment like uh the next the the, the emotion that she shows when that finally does happen you know and she makes mm-hmm. them all food and uh it's a really interesting thing with the lighting in that scene too because and they eat the actors you can tell are actually eating. All of this food, like throughout the movie, because like it doesn't cut off of them, and they're they're like actually eating like all those noodles. Like I thought that was a no no for actors to eat that much. Yeah, yeah, it is (laughs) movie, but dang, yeah, (laughs) they really eat a lot of noodles. (laughs) They must have been full. Yeah, Yeah. No, it's just really interesting watching because it just kind of because it like pans along all of them and then go kind of goes back and then like the lighting changes behind them uh-huh. too like it gets a little, yeah. like the sun changes like it gets brighter and then darker and, and darker, brighter and i thought that and i thought that I like was that. cool and then it's they, really it's
1: really well done because it sort of builds a little at the bit same of time yeah it's a little bit of suspense yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they're actually gonna like it this
2: time if that if mm. this is it and then like she just she literally cries because she's so happy and like that's such a yeah. great um moment for her that you know yeah. that she did actually she won she won, she finally yeah. did it and she finally accomplished it. and she's so it's just that being like so proud of yourself like that's yeah that's that's a great feeling to
0: have
1: absolutely you know and then you know the contractor sort of is good on his word and he starts demoing the shop and then, then we cut to the gangster out in the street. He has been shot in the <sighs> rain. No. He's dying on the child's <laughs> playground, and he te- and his his They're like his, pigs uh, or
2: something on the playground. His, like what
1: is that? His girl, <laughs> yeah, or something. His girlfriend comes over and says, "Have I ever told you about pigs? If you go hunting pigs, all they do is they eat yams, and their their intestines fill up with yams, and and so if you kill one." you c- take out the guts right away and you cook them over a fire and you have sausages that are filled with yams and you eat them right there and it's like i wanted to do that with you and it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like yeah and and she's like yeah that would be really good with asabi and soy sauce. and it's like it's it's, it's like it's, so it's, dramatic and hilarious it's dramatic and, and hilarious and the, yeah I love that scene. I think it's so funny, though. I mean, I... I, Oh, you're not going to die. You're going <laughs> to recover. It's like, n- no, he's not, lady. Um, but it's, it's another uh, kind of,
2: like arc and there's a call back to yeah. something that the gu- guide said earlier too about um, when he's talking about movies like there's a the, the final movie that plays yeah. you know, as, you're, uh-huh. as you're dying and he's laying there and he's like the final movie is starting or something that he says, maybe, you know that maybe this whole
1: thing maybe this whole ramen western has been the movie in his mind
2: <laughs> oh no <laughs> you've taken it there haven't you I mean in oh this
1: gosh. last moment this last section is the last movie that he's seen in his in his mind as he dies which is uh The Remodeled Shop Well with but there's Tempopo's a lot of yeah, stuff <laughs> Oh it.
2: yeah. and it's all white and bright it's and inviting and clean. Logo. And there's a dandelion in the front. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like oh, such nice. triumphant music that's playing mm-hmm. in this too. I really like that. Yeah. She's making the ramen for everybody, and Goro just kind of quietly leaves. They exchange like little looks, but they don't actually say well, goodbye to each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, even before
2: I don't understand that, like, her, like her, the her ending,
0: her
1: son, the relationship. Her, right, her son like goes off with the with his oh, friends, because yeah. um, aren't they so aren't
2: they the same ones that have been bullying him? Yeah, like he we missed a, like a, her, there was a whole other side story going yeah, on no, with Temppu's to... son, <laughs> where he's being. Like constantly bullied by these other kids in his class. That's how um, Guru and Gun actually like. They're they're hungry, but they stop and they go into that ramen shop and because that's because the, they stop the kid from being bullied. And it uh, the one point he does actually fight back against them. And I think at the end, yeah, that they're he's actually friends with them now. <laughs> which I yeah, mean, kids.
1: <laughs> uh, it's true. It it does happen that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's just kind of this you know everyone goes off into yeah. the sunset in, in their right. own <laughs> different direction you know knowing that tempopo's shop is a success i mean she's uh, it's filled with customers and she's uh she's doing like she did earlier where she's getting all their orders right you know pointing mm-hmm. at everyone and getting all their orders perfect and everything she looks, like a, everything. Real, she
2: looks yeah. like a real chef with the hat yeah. and the apron everything. and everything
1: and it's a really uplifting ending, you know, it's mm. neat. You know, even I just, though I
2: don't like the ending with between Tampopo and Goro though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Where he just leaves. He just leaves. Yeah, I know. But
2: there's like it seems like like they, I said, with those the looks that they exchange, like there's an understanding between hey, them. Maybe like he had to leave, but oh, There will be no they'll day never f-
1: between now exactly. and the rest of <laughs> exactly. his life where <laughs> she will not be with him. Um, see exactly. these movies have more in common than you than you might realize. They do. You know, you know okay. they'll never Besides forget the each other. Yeah, um, <laughs> not
2: just the turtles.
1: <laughs> so the energy of of this movie is is part of what makes it so much fun and and memorable. Is mm. that it's just got this sort of playful sensibility to it. But just a fun, energetic story to follow, too.
2: But then I think it ends on a really cool note, too. Because you would think it would end, you know, at the triumphant scene at her new ramen Mm -hmm. shop. You know, the music is swelling or whatever. And there's, like, a line of customers and everything is perfect. But then that stops. And, you know, we watch uh, Goro leave. And there's one more Western thing when he's like, so long, partner. Then we see him um, uh, just kind of driving away. And then I... I love the way that the the final shot of this movie is is really interesting, but I also think it's like absolutely perfect. The final shot of the movie is just a random woman breastfeeding her baby on a bench. Yep. Uh huh. And I mean, it's like if the whole thing has been about you know food and the appreciation and the passion for food. I mean, this is your first first taste of food, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> going going right back to the beginning. Um, I thought that was yeah. perfect. I like that a lot. It's a very interesting way to end your movie, but I thought it was perfect.
1: Yeah, I thought it was great.
2: So that movie just makes me, um, like I said, it just makes me feel, it made me very just happy. It put me in like the best mood when I first watched it. That's why it was my favorite discovery um, of last year. Uh, I, I hadn't had as much fun and hadn't you know felt that kind of warmth you know, from watching a movie in a long time when I watched this, and it it, it still has that, that same effect. It's a very, again, just a very sweet, um, wonderful tale that you can apply to, you know, it's about food, and it's about being a chef and cooking, but it obviously is something that you can apply to anything that you're doing in, in your life. You know, you always want to be, find something that you have passion for, and then be the best at it. Be the best that you can. Learn as much as you can about it. That's what I think. That's what's important. I'm I'm kind of uh, getting that a little bit more now. Like as I'm you know working on my my health a lot more, and I want to learn about. I actually want to do this right, and I want to learn everything that I can and kind of be the best at it. And that's kind of what I was getting from this. You know, like yeah, have the knowledge and apply it, and mm-hmm. it actually works, and it makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you feel better if you're any kind of artist uh Mm -hmm. a a writer or a painter or a drawer or anything like you could learn a lot from a movie like tampopo you know
1: yeah both movies are really at their core about artistry of some sort right Mm -hmm. yeah uh and and i think that is face value i mean how much do these movies really have in common but you know besides food but turtles (laughs) there's so much more that links these two, and they actually make a yeah. terrific double feature. And I think that uh, it was it was really cool to connect them together like this. Absolutely, yeah. and
2: we've got some recommendations that also go along pretty well with both of these too. Yeah, do you
1: want to do yours first? Sure. Um, I was going to recommend the movie Chef, directed by John Favreau, but I realized I think I already recommended that one. Uh, so. I'm going to go back in my memory a little bit. And I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And it's one I've been wanting to see again, but it's just kind of hard to watch uh, for whatever reason. And that is um, Big Night from 1996. It's directed uh, by Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott. Oh, okay. and so I haven't even heard of it's yeah, so it stars Tony Shaloub and Stanley Tucci as brothers uh, who run a restaurant, and they, uh, you know, Tony Shaloub plays the chef, and um, Stanley Tucci is like the manager, and the restaurant in is kind of struggling, so they're they're trying to they're kind of pinning it all on this one night, this one big night that they're going to have, and if they fail restaurant over uh so it's a it's just kind of about the pressures of that and and everything that uh could possibly happen uh with this night it's a terrific movie as i recall so um i would definitely recommend seeking it out seeing if you can find it like i said it's a tough one to find it's one that i'd like to see again nice little cult gem worth finding
2: all right so my recommendation is going to be one that we have already talked about because it was on your list wasn't it your discoveries list yeah but i mean it goes i think it it, it goes way too well with babette's feast to it to really not does, yeah <laughs> make it a pairing for that pig from 2021 starring Nicolas cage um Directed uh, by Michael Sarnosky. Um If it's one of those movies that, like, if you've seen it, you know, like, yeah. like you know how good it is. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, his story and Babette's story are like they're so similar to me now that I'm thinking about it yeah. and mm-hmm. thinking about like the main feast, Babette's feast in the movie is basically that scene with the that guy, you know, in it his really house, is. yeah. Mm-hmm. like oh my god <laughs> right oh so, man, um, what a
1: pairing this would that would be a perfect pairing would be pig and babette's feast yeah absolutely um, just just I mean, the power it, of food you know yeah exactly it's the same yeah.
2: thing it's a it's the artistry is the the talent and the the fact that you have this talent and that you can give like the special gift even if it's just food you know to another person it can actually mean so much more to them yeah i mean that all that is absolutely in this movie pig i mean i don't it's one of those ones that like you don't you you want to talk about like so in depth maybe we should do it for the show sometime or whatever but you really don't want to if people have not seen it yet because it's just one of those ones that you like you have to like watch it and have the story be revealed to you the way that the movie chooses to do it because it does it in a really interesting way that you're absolutely not expecting when the movie starts and like for I think most of, like, the first third or so of it, uh, it you're expecting it to be something that it it's just a completely different movie, like, from the beginning to, like, what it ends up being at the end. So, Rambo I don't want to say anything. Yeah, that's what you think <laughs> right. That's what you think. You go in thinking that it is, and it is something absolutely different, but um, still incredibly, incredibly moving, so... Uh, again yeah if you have not given a chance to pig please do (laughs) you will not be disappointed trust me
1: and it's it that one is really easy to find if you have Hulu which so many people have Hulu Hulu, yeah it's on there yeah and it's been on there for over a year now for a year now almost and it uh, is also on Canopy if you have that through your local library so yeah definitely yes uh, you have to see this movie trust me big recommendation and you know it's still one of my I absolutely stand by that as being one of my favorites of last year it was so good um it only wasn't
2: on my list because i knew that it was on yours and we were going to talk about it i didn't want to yeah. have the crossover but yeah that one of the best yeah. movies
1: of the year yeah the real shame is I, that uh, nick cage didn't get an oscar nomination uh for that performance because mm-hmm. it was really that good uh at, yeah. that magnificent of a performance Okay. Well, we hope everyone has, uh, you know, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving at this time of year, then um, hope you enjoy that. And uh, if not, well, that's fine, too. Hope you get to enjoy some food (laughs) in some other way. And, uh, well, you can find. Oh, wait wait a minute. (laughs) We got to talk about what's coming up next. I always do that. I always forget stuff. Hey, we are recording at night, and I am—you <laughs> know me—I don't—I don't—I don't record at night. But anyway,
2: <laughs> we usually do this what, in the morning. We're not ourselves <laughs> yeah, in the nighttime yeah.
1: hours. <laughs> yeah. So next time, boy, we have to talk about a shift in gears. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what I love about it, though.
1: Yeah, I do too. Um, so we are picking a couple of. Couple of horror movies, you know, underappreciated sequels in uh, horror franchises, and as it happens, both of them I think are the sleaziest entries. Yes, in each uh, of those particular franchises.
2: Is that why I like them?
1: Maybe. Maybe. So, what what'd you pick?
2: Um, I think this one is actually getting. A little bit more appreciation, but uh, there's it still is. some people that are. It's not their favorite. Um, we're going for a big franchise here. My probably honestly one of my top favorites, one of the top five uh, favorites from the franchise. Um, we're talking oh, about yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning. A new beginning from, 19, from
1: 1985. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm that's stoked. right. We are going there. You know, I. I'm a staunch defender of Friday the thirteenth, part five. The the only thing I
2: was when I first saw it, I didn't understand like what people I was like, this is fucking awesome. Well, you guys are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. No. Yeah. It's nuts.
1: It's awesome. The I think the only person that, that may defend this movie as much as you and me is Patrick Bromley. because uh, <laughs> awesome. he's he's a he's a big defender of this one, as yes. I recall.
2: That's a good person to have in the group. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs>
1: Yes, and so I am bringing one that I don't know if Patrick probably likes or not. Uh, <laughs> but he does directed. Like the <laughs> I know, which I don't. I don't know. I I can't defend that. I'm sorry. But we love you, Patrick. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I bring you the directorial debut of one Anthony Perkins, and that is Psycho Three. A lot of people have climbed on board the Psycho 2 train, but I don't see As a lot well of people. They yeah, because Psycho 2 is great, but I don't see a lot of people giving the love to Psycho 3, and I think it deserves more love than it gets.
2: I've honestly, I've only seen it once, but I did, I did really like it. So
1: I'm excited hey, to, yeah. to get into it again. Anthony Perkins, Jeff Fahey. I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> I remember being a lot of fun. And yeah, a little bit sleazy. That's okay.
1: It is sleazy as hell. That's what I'm but, into. Um, it's, it's sort of, uh, yeah, he was, uh, well, we'll talk about it when we talk about the <laughs> movie. But um, yeah, I've always been a defender of, of Psycho 3 uh, as well. So yeah, that's what's coming up next time.
2: So that's just kind of like our random um, episode <laughs> no reason why we're doing it when we're doing it so usually this yeah. is nice um a holiday time i like that we're throwing yeah. this in around like christmas time Get- this is good
1: getting you ready for this christmas nothing gets you ready for christmas like exactly um, psycho three and friday five uh that's yeah. that's all we're gonna say
2: that is exactly the feeling
1: i have for we're so insane, right? perfect. <laughs> oh, then and then it's gonna go great with our Christmas episode, too. Yeah, I, I'm so excited right. for that, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I <laughs> cannot <laughs> wait for our Christmas
1: episode this year. Oh, yay! We went nice last year. I'm definitely
2: year. excited. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for yours. Yeah, I want to talk about that oh, one so gosh. bad.
1: Me, too. Me, too. I've wanted to talk about it, you know, for like two years as well. Um, okay, we'll let that be All a right. surprise for next time. Yeah, but. For now, you can find me on Twitter at BrianWaves42.
2: That's that's still weird to me to hear that. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> your old Good. handle. I'm used it's not to not my
1: it. old handle. <laughs> Too much of my name in that old handle.
2: Well, you get my entire name and mine. Uh, you can find <laughs> me at Michelle In Agan. <laughs>
1: I know I was teasing you. Um thanks. Yeah, and you can <laughs> <laughs> and you can find the show at Movie Life Pod. You know, check us out there and like and retweet and share <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> whatever crazy things we come up with to ask questions about cuz it's a good time. All right, and all as well, uh all as well. So you can listen to our episode on Bubba Hotep over on uh, Disenfranchised Podcast. That was a little slip of the tongue, but hey, worked out well for us, didn't it? And uh, if you want to drop us a rate, a rating and a review over in uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please do so. Uh, we'd love to get more ear holes on the show, I guess that's the term. <laughs>
2: as uh i like how junk food cinema says that you know wherever you cram things into your ear holes <laughs> that's excellent how they, that's how they say it <laughs> so,
1: that was good uh, i didn't even mean to steal that <laughs> but here we go good job yeah yeah Skip from the bus make it your own that's right that's right okay so remember the secret to ramen is the soul of ramen is in the broth and uh yeah <laughs> what are we gonna do michelle see you next time hey and don't forget mercy and truth have met together righteousness and bliss shall kiss one another see ya
2: so long so long partners